It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Friday is here. It's a little rainy and the traffic sounds to be a mess. But uh, that's okay. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. We'll get you there. Weekend that includes uh, a lot of one-sided college football games, it looks like. As we told oh, yeah. you yesterday, use this Saturday as maybe a... Mm-hmm. Get some points, man. Some points day. Points with wifey. Next weekend, you want to be another. all football all the time. This weekend, maybe yeah. get some get some honeydews done. Some, hot, some quality some time. Some quality time, man. Now, it, does, it is a weekend that also includes uh, home openers for the Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys. In the National Football League on Sunday. Texans. Also, Texans Colts. Texans mm. Colts. Texans are an only. underdog again. Only about one point, though, I thought, right? Yeah, it's a pick 'em game, essentially. They're basically a one point dog. They've, yes. been, they've been an underdog, I believe, in 25 straight games. The Texans have. They've been. Rightfully. An <laughs> they've earned that. 25 straight. I was a Texans fan. I'm the one keeping up with this, but I still. Know. Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, also, home opener for the Cowboys Sunday afternoon with the J E T E Jets, 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 and Longhorns playing their second home game tomorrow night. Texas State Bobcats home opener tomorrow night. They're playing Jackson State. Of course, Deion Sanders oh. was at Jackson State before he was yeah, at Colorado, and uh, T C Taylor now coaching that team. So uh, yeah, G J Kenny saw the eat 'em up cats getting down there. Oh, they're excited, man! I saw some of the hype videos they put they're putting out there. I ain't seen a Texas State hype video in a minute. Hey, they're one I'm and sure one. they put they them out Baylor there, but and they don't go viral usually. Now they're going. Oh, I follow them on Instagram now. You know what I'm exactly. Is it now? Yeah, me. They're coming like the hype videos are coming across my timeline. I'm like, I don't follow Texas State. Why are the hype videos coming across my Ty's timeline? Like, Ty's like the, people excited. You know, his ex girlfriend's made it big, and now he wants back in. Right? Hey. You know he, what? Because he went to Texas State, got his diploma there, but he lived on West Campus and pretended to go to UT. No, mm-hmm. UT's just my high school sweetheart that I, you know, I always got got on my list. But just, Texas State's my, my my wife. Everybody's got to have a side piece <laughs> in, in sports. Steady girlfriend. That's your that's your side piece. Everybody's got your sports side piece. My sports side piece is the Cowboys. I'm a Texans fan, but my side piece is definitely you the like the Cowboys. I ha- I'm, I follow him so much. I have to for my job. I'm look basically at, a quasi. Look the desk right now. I'm you a think qua- this guy likes the Cowboys? I know, but I have to be a quasi Cowboys fan because 80% of my listeners are Cowboys fans. If I don't know about the Cowboys, people don't want to hear me. You can know about I know the Cowboys, about the- but you don't got to like them. I, exactly. I know more about the Cowboys than I do the Texans just because nobody cares about the Texans. I And y'all don't want to hear me talk about the Texans for three hours. I talk about the Cowboys for three hours. That is the number one TV star on America's number one TV show. Fair. So knowing about the Cowboys, that's something you got to know if you're just an NFL fan or analyst. The Texans, come on now, that is definitely niche. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta be from H Town to love that. So I, I asked uh, Aaron this a, a few months back, but do you think there's more Texans or Cowboys fans in Houston? In, uh, <laughs> Cowboys. You said yeah. Houston a few months if it, ago. If it was no, Oilers, I did not. if it was I Oilers, if it was Oilers, I'd say if the, if the Oilers were still in Houston today, it would be Oilers fans. 
but that 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 disjointed kind of uh, move move by the Tennessee Titans, or at least the Oilers that became the Tennessee Titans. There are a lot of Oilers fans that basically decided they were done well, and with uh, any Texas, any Houston, Texas football team, and some of them went with the Titans and decided, all right, now I'm a Titans fan. So you basically split the fan base there. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, you know, they're, they're, and the Texans have been so bad of late. But exactly. look, there's, there's just so many people in Houston, right? They, and they come from, they've come from everywhere. I would say it's it's pretty close, but there are a lot of Cowboy fans there for sure. But you're right about Oilers and then Texans and then the allegiance to them. They split it, man. But, you know, I mean, what, when they when they came back as a franchise 21 years ago with the Texans, I mean, they had waiting lists for season tickets. They had a sellout That's because the city's so big, tremendous. though. That's just because the city's so yeah. big. That's, 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 you're going to get that in a in a major market when you have an NFL team, the number one television product in America. That. You know, what I mean, that's it's really tough not to be. Texas been selling out and been sucking for a while. Plenty of Texans fans, but they just don't have much to root for right now. As you said, they've been underdogs twenty five consecutive times. Yeah, um, not good. Cowboys are a nine point favorite over the uh, New York Football Jets. I don't like that. You don't. Mm-mm. Cowboys and are once a cover machine. You get to start getting close to double digits. That's that's one of my main number. rules of betting on NFL football is if it's double digits, always take the underdog. The Cowboys no are what. tied for the best record against the spread since twenty twenty one. The twenty four and eleven, wow. and they are the league best eighteen and eight as a favorite over that span. Nobody's better at covering the spread than the Cowboys. Well, and I'd say this: they, give me that little number. That number's little there, but there. also Thank the you. number of teams who <laughs> that you gave earlier in the week, the teams that win by twenty one or more in week one, only like eight and twenty against the spread the following week. There's a bounce back factor, and then there there's is. almost that it came too easy against the Giants. But you know, this Jets team has their own drama that they're dealing with with uh, their quarterback out, and now. Um, you know, Zach Wilson back in at starting quarterback. What are they going to do? The panic is on, and uh, now you got to face this group. And the other part of that is your your offensive line isn't that good. This Cowboys defense is ferocious. Uh, Coach 66 makes a good point. Uh, there are a lot of Saints fans in Houston, too, because of Katrina. Katrina, and, yeah. And all that migration there. So, yeah. And my, my mom and dad are from Louisiana, so a lot of Louisiana folks, period, in H-Town. Good point about the Saints. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can we get to some uh, headlines, trending topics as you get up and out so you're fully aware as you start your Friday and start your weekend? Top Gun rentals and lawn equipment bring it to you. Start with Texas football. Longhorns, of course, rising in the national polls up to number four after that big win over Bama. They're also pretty healthy. Head into their week three matchup with Wyoming Saturday night during his weekly meeting with the media yesterday. Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian said freshman running back C.J. Baxter is available to a game-time decision. Of course, the freshman from Florida has been the starter in each of the first two games, but has failed to finish either game. Coach Stark also said yesterday that linebacker Maurice Blackwell has made tremendous strides this week, practice, but also described the junior from Arlington as a game-time decision. I'll hear more from Coach Stark coming up. Uh, remember, Rod and Patrick Davis going live from the Mockingbird Saloon tomorrow on Guadalupe oh, yeah. between 26th and 27th. That's at 4.30 for our Texas game day pregame program. NFL last night, Minnesota in Philadelphia to open up week two. Thursday night football, the reigning NFC champion Eagles get the victory 34-28. They built a 27-7 third quarter lead and hold on as the uh, Vikings tried to make a rally. Their biggest problem was turnovers. Four fumbles lost on the game. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts ran for a pair of touchdowns. DeAndre Swift, the running back, 175 yards and a score. Eagles 2-0, Vikings 0-2. Baseball, Rangers, how about four straight wins in Toronto? They sweep the Blue Jays. They are now a game and a half up in the AL wildcard race. 9-2 was the final last night. Rangers trail the Astros by a half game in the AL West. Seattle is a game and a half back this weekend. Big series they all are at this point with two weeks to go. Houston is in Kansas City for three. 
Uh, Rangers are in Cleveland. Seattle's home to the Dodgers. Dell Diamond, tough night for the Express. They dropped both games with a doubleheader to Vegas. They're now two games back in the Pacific Coast League second half standings. Those two will play three more games through the weekend out in Round Rock. Austin FC's on the road Sunday night facing the Portland Timbers. Absolute must-win match, according to head coach Josh Wolf. They're 9-12 and 6 on the season. Currently 10th in the Western Conference standings with seven matches to go. High school football last night. Several games postponed or delayed because of weather, but Lake Travis blanked Aikens. Lampasas beat Pflugerville. McCallum beat Crockett. Converse Judson beat Hutto 29-19. Tonight on the horn, the 3-0 Vanderbilt Griff Vipers open their district schedule on the road at Stony Point. Texas Volleyball, 6th-ranked team in the country, took down 19th-ranked Ohio State in a good match at Gregory Gym last night. Quick turnaround, the 5-2 and two Longhorns now face number 11 Washington State tonight at the Greg. Also last night, 16th-ranked Texas Soccer opened their Big 12 conference schedule with a 4-0 win over Baylor. Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. All right, before we get back to uh, the sports topics of the day, let me tell you about uh, some Bud Light because it is Friday. It's the weekend, and the weekend's all about good times, and there's nothing better than enjoying the sure sign of a good time uh, and also having a good time at your favorite football game or watching your favorite football team, whether it be your watch parties. If you're tailgating for the uh, Wyoming game coming up this weekend, make sure your tailgate is stocked up with Bud Light. You want to be light for the party, bring more Bud Light to the party. As a matter of fact, I was enjoying some Bud Light, hanging out at wings up last night uh, appreciate all of their hospitality had some bud light specials going on there so lots of bud light flowing and if you want to make sure that the good times keep going make sure that lots of bud light is flowing it's just that simple so this weekend folks whether it's a watch party or whether you're tailgating make sure uh, that you uh, make sure you're breaking out the bud light still my go-to beer for my longhorn tailgates on saturdays and my nfl sundays so whether you want to toast and cheers to a brighter tomorrow or drown your sorrows it's never a bad thing to break out the bud light bud light isn't just for any it's for everybody. Uh, so remember, folks, uh, this weekend, well, if you're looking for somewhere to hang out and watch the game, me and my man Patrick Davis will be at Mockingbird Saloon hanging out there uh, from 4.30 to about 6.30 and, of course, enjoying some nice ice-cold Bud Light, as you should as well. Uh, folks, make sure you're enjoying Bud Light. Brew deep in the heart of Texas by Texans for Texans and damn proud of it. A quick note, uh, Austin FC is home on Sunday night. Home on Sunday night. My apologies. My my little handy dandy phone app has them on top of the list, and usually that means the, that's the road team. But no, they are home at Q two Stadium. Okay. For as Josh Wolf called it, a must win game. They haven't won a must match. Win. They haven't posted three points on a in a match rod since mid July. Wow. Yeah. Mid July. They suck. <laughs> yeah, and they've uh, they've they've definitely kind of hit a lull. This is like the they've been spiraling. For a little bit. you got to be good for me to pay attention, soccer-wise. Well, especially when Texas football is good. Yeah. Well, I'm always going to pay attention to that. Well, I know, but it's, saying, like, it's football <laughs> season and Texas football is good. You know, no, Kyle, these, has this week and last week not flown by? Oh, yeah. I think Which, it has. Especially this week with the, after the Alabama win. It's, coming to work doesn't feel like we're working, really. It's, well, it's been, football it's season. Easy. Football season, I mean, you got too much to talk about. Yeah. So it just the shows go by fast, the week goes by. Football season, I, I've always said this, America's in a better mood during football season. And it feels like the days go by fast because I think America, in generally, just is in a better mood during football season because it is America's number one TV show. So Americans are happy about, oh, I got, I can watch it on Monday, watch it on Sunday, Saturday includes because that's college football. I think that's just my theory. America's in a better mood during football season. Somebody will do the studies one day, figure it out. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you're in a better mood because, well, if you're 
fantasy football teams playing Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. Yeah, see, that'll put you in a bad mood. That's a good. No, so that may actually work against my theory because get... people with fantasy football, they they got a different agenda than just enjoying well, the happy. great football action. Uh, Ty's happy because he. Um, well, he's not happy right he now. He backdoor covered. Last. No, he backdoor covered his pick. Well, he ties Sex Panther pick of the night. But the bubble guts, though. He had the Vikings when it was 27-7. to 7. There ain't no way they're covering that number. Mm. Yeah. They did, though, uh, with a touchdown uh, to T.J. Hawkins. That's one thing that might worry Eagles fans. It's been both games so far. They've you know accumulated big leads early in the first half and then slowly let it dwindle away until the end, at least give the other team a chance. Well, they, they, and again, the first one was at, at New England on the road, and that's a tough place to play for anybody with yes, a Bill Belichick team. Um, but, yeah, last night, well, look, their, their secondary is banged up. Their secondary is banged up. There's no doubt about that. They, they had two starting corner, you know, a corner and a safety that were out last night. They also mm-hmm. had a guy get hurt during the game. So, yeah, but now their defensive line, they held Minnesota to 28 yards rushing. They, it's, the, then, it's the best D-line arguably in the league. And, and by the way, the Josh Sweat you know, strip sack of Kirk Cousins in the, early in the third quarter, that was just a tomahawk. He beat the left tackle off the jump. Uh, and it was a backup left tackle, by the way, I think, uh, or he got hurt. Yeah. They were on their third-string left tackle. And he yeah. just and, – and it just was thump, tomahawk, chalk, ball out, and that's really where the, the – because to me that was a, a route. I mean, it was 27-7 to 7, uh, late in the third quarter. And, yes, they took advantage of a, of a secondary, and Justin Jefferson puts up some yards. But the game, they needed an onside kick at the end, which you never get onside kicks anymore in, college, in pro football. Uh, oh, so that's Sean Payton. Sean Payton got one. I know. First play of his coaching career. How about that? (laughs) Sorry, now I have to continue with it. Uh, Very famous, obviously famously did in the Super Bowl, too. Uh, Josh Sweat, uh, second fastest rush get-off time it takes for a pass rusher to cross the line of scrimmage in the NFL uh, from week one behind Miles Garrett, who's at .58. Josh Sweat was at .59. The crazy part, remember I told you five of the eight uh, top best, top highest uh, rated or at least fastest pass rush get-offs in week one were Eagles. This is the crazy part about it. Two of them weighed 315-plus pounds. Like two of them, like talking about Jalen Carter, he's point six eight. He's third fastest in the NFL in week one. Yeah, in terms look, of ball get off. I think the Eagles. Fletcher Cox was like seventh. Well, remember this, <laughs> the Eagles started the season eleven and zero last year, and they're two and zero to start this year. And as I mentioned earlier, though, these were two games that, that you looked at and said, "Man, uh, Minnesota at home, that's a playoff team from a year ago." Patriots on the road on Tom Brady Day, but they won both of those, and now they have a stretch here, Rod, where they have three games at Tampa. Mm-hmm. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that Win. won last week, but I don't think it's very good. They're big home to Washington. Divisional game. That'll be a hard fall, but that, that's a winnable game. They'll be at the Rams. That's a win. But then they're at the Jets. Win. So they're going to be 5-0, and 6-0 and after the Jets game. Then they play Miami at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia. That's, that's, that's a, a sexy game. That's, that's their first loss of the season. Miami's coming into Philly to win that game? Dude, Miami is low. I'm telling you, man, no, no, you, you got to go watch Miami. Y'all I need saw to be watched. last week. The reason watch I picked Miami game. to win that division, people ain't paying attention. They're not even fully healthy yet. Dude, they cannot cover Jalen Waddle and right now Tyreek Hill. I'll give you another random Miami stat. But can they sack Tua? Uh, they could, but they get rid of the ball so quickly. They do. They run more RPOs than anybody else, so the ball's I love that game. out. That's, a, that's October 22nd. That's a really good Sunday nighter that, that uh, we're looking and forward to. that ball's out quick with them. They also, how about this? You look at the fastest ball carriers from week one, three of the four are Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, number one at 21.6. Uh, he also was number two at 21.5. And then Jalen Waddles at 20.9. He was fourth. Aaron Jones was in between that, uh, third, 21.4. 
Well, I, 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 that'll be a great matchup on a Sunday night. Then they play Washington. Then they play Dallas for the first time ahead of their bye week. So, um, you know, Philadelphia, are they more vulnerable this year than last? We'll see. They you know, wondered who was going to be their running back last night. And obviously DeAndre Swift was uh, more than up to the uh, and capable. Yeah. But, you know, they'll face better defenses in that Minnesota you know, group because they're not very good. Like what? Like wet toilet paper trying to stop the run last night. Hey, um, so the the Cowboys though have a chance to sweep the New York teams back to back to beat the Giants forty to nothing. Now they get the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Then they go to Arizona. They'll be three and then they host New England. Then they go to San Francisco. October eighth is the first really really big match matchup you circle for the Cowboys. That's a loss. And the Cowboys very well could be four and zero. Yeah. When they go to San Francisco or five and zero. Uh, no, four no. When they go to go to San Francisco, yeah. then they go to the LA Chargers. Then they get to play Kellen Moore, so that was, that's a win because they know. How about, how about those win. games? October eighth and sixteenth, back to back at San Fran at the LA Chargers before the bye week. Then they come out with the Rams and then go to Philadelphia. By in the early time November. they get to Philly, they'll just they'll have that one loss. That San Fran at San Fran. That's, that's going to be a tough place to play. Well, they yeah. both might be then one loss teams. I mean, when they get to that first, and we I think it's pretty safe to say those matchups are going to be critical head to head. The two divisional matchups, Eagles and, and Cowboys. Yeah, I think they'll both be one loss teams by that. That's a good point. And then the, you know that game with the Forty ers you know that that also is a barometer game, benchmark game because you haven't been able to beat the Niners in January. Uh, you got to go there in October, uh, and, and and I really think it's important who has home field advantage come come January in the NFC between those three teams and they're yeah. all, they're all three built similarly they're dynamic defensively, defensively yeah. defensive lines run, or and they want to run the rock yeah eagles want to run the ball 49ers want to run the ball cowboys say they want to run the ball i'm not that's sure we're that's to find out right they say they want to run the ball and and you know the cow can 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 uh can tony pollard be a little mini christian mccaffrey in this this uh, this league for the for the cowboys oh, I, this I week i think he can yeah well yeah. if he is then they're going to be okay i think cuz he's their most dynamic weapon along with cd lamb uh, in that offense. Uh, keep so. in mind, though, and I said this before, by the time the Cowboys play the 49ers, would you say it's like week six or something like that? Week six 49ers or seven? week five. Week five. Um, the 49ers are, are working on something. The Bruins, I don't know what, they got more cap space right now after restructuring some deals and trading Trey Lance. They got $41 million in cap space. NFL teams don't just go throughout their entire season with $41 million in cap space, especially a team like the 49ers who are a, you know, a Super Bowl contender. So they're going to do something with that $41 million in cap space. I just don't know what it is. Around the trade deadline, whatever the 49ers need, we're not sure of it. And right now I think they need secondary help. In, in week one, they made, they made two changes in their secondary already. Yeah. They already they benched a guy in week one. And think about it, they were, winning, they were beating the Steelers well, they pretty good. They know this is their window, I think that's yeah. fair to say. And I think the Cowboys believe this is their window, too. That's why these matchups <laughs> are so compelling. And to your point about I mean, people are listening, driving, or sitting in traffic, saying how in the heck do they have $40 million in cap space with all those good players? Well, they signed Bosa. They did a restart. They basically front loaded the deal. And well, they're, and they're paying, cash over cap. You know what, What's a starting quarterback making these days in the NFL? $40 million average? Yeah. They're paying Brock Purdy eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. He's the cheapest starting quarterback in the NFL. What, the next two years? Too? Yeah, eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. So when you're paying your quarterback under a hundred G's, yeah. uh, under a million dollars, well, guess what? Uh, now you there's your forty million. Yeah, you, know, you like, have all these good players, and then you got forty million left because your quarterback's making under a million. It's like having a rent control department in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like what I'm paying five hundred dollars. The I Cowboys live are near paying Times Square. I was like, yeah, rent right. control. And the Cowboys <laughs> are paying their quarterback forty million dollars this yeah, year. Exactly. The Eagles are paying their quarterback forty yeah. million dollars. Yeah, this you're, year. you're paying top penthouse prices on that one. <laughs> yeah, and last year in January, 
he outplayed your $40 million quarterback yeah. in the playoff game. And that's the problem at this point. But, uh, yeah, that's the luxury that the, the 49ers have. And they've traded Trey Lance, so that's off their books. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Trade I mean, to the Cowboys. They have an opportunity, if they need to, to make a trade and to go get somebody and bring in a, a – you know, one of the biggest challenges with making trades in October is you can't uh, – is you can't – don't have the cap space to bring in a big-name player who's got a lot of money on. Right, well, 49ers have built that. Cowboys, though, also – I thought the Cowboys did their aggression in the offseason, right? Yeah. Acquiring Stephon Gilmore – acquiring Brandon Cooks, who's a little bit questionable for this game Sunday with the uh, sp- slightly sprained knee. So, um, you know, the Cowboys made their moves. But they the Cowboys made- are taking advantage of the trade market, too, which is smart. It uh, is smart. They have been they traded for Gilmore, traded for Brandon Cooks, traded for Jonathan Hankins, actually, even before all that, uh, traded for Trey Lance. They've been, you know, ex- it traded for in Big Nogany. In Binogany, yeah, it actually paid off for him. Block field goal. So uh, yeah, the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys' moves in the trade market. They figured out now. All right, they they hate free agency. They're open about it too. Like, hey man, they think that the worst value acquisition is in free agency. So you don't get any value. They believe the best value you get is the draft, which they're right about that. Undrafted free agents, they're right about that. But now they're exploring trades as another means of uh, talent acquisition. So and it's paid off for them. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've killed it on the trade market. They have. That's great value. Yeah, the only question you have when you bring in the players they have is, is health, right, for a 31-year-old corner Cooks, like yeah. Gilmore and, and Cooks for the long haul. Now he's got a little injury. So, yes, but I do love what the Cowboys did this offseason. Uh, and, again, that they stack up. The 49ers play the Rams this weekend uh, at L.A. They're going to start with back-to-back road games for the Niners. Cowboys at home to play the Jets. And the Eagles have already posted their second win of 2023. Those are your three to beat. Let's get to see the Tex-Coast offense. Last week, you actually didn't get to see Dallas Cowboys' new Tex-Coast offense. You got a preview of it, an appetizer. But now you get to see it. They didn't really have to do much. Well, now you get to see it against a top three defense in the league, top five defense yeah. in the league, easy. Yeah. And the Cowboys defense is out to prove that they are the best defense in the league. Well, and the, so they, this will be a little bit of a measuring contest, too, between the two. Oh, trust me, those yeah. two <laughs> are thinking about it. And this will be our first real test to, to see what Dak Prescott is in this offense, yes. right? Because this is where he struggled against elite defenses, yep. elite coverage, which Sauce Gardner and that secondary can bring. Got a guy like, like, but think about this, Tyler Smith. Their left guard is dealing with a bit of a hamstring. He didn't practice again yesterday. Yeah, that's troubling, man. And you're dealing with Quinn and Williams here. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. Zach Martin is on the other side, but Quinn and Williams is an elite player at defensive mm-hmm. tackle if you watch the Monday night game. And, you know, if you could get over the Aaron Rodgers situation, and Quinn and Williams dominated that game. Yeah. I mean, he was wrecking shot. Right, they made him the what, the second highest paid D tackle in, in the league. Yeah. Behind there, so the Dunham. Cowboys will deal with that, but the Cowboys obviously have their own. Game wreckers on their side of the ball. They I do, like but, this matchup. I do, but that see that concerns me. If I'm a Cowboys fan, those those two things concern me, right? Because the the reason you got Brandon Cooks was to I always say this about Sark, but you can apply it to any football. Uh, present the defense with a mathematical equation they cannot solve. Right? They can't stack the box. Uh, then they can't. Uh, they well, that they actually can't put Sauce Gardner on one of their wide receivers and, and pretty much think they're gonna cancel them out, right? So the Jets can do that, but then they get, they got to worry about Gallup. Can you go? You gonna let Gallup go one on one? Are you gonna let Brandon Cooks go one on one? Can't double all those guys present them with a mathematical equation they cannot solve. Well, without Brandon Cooks, if he's not there, man, now you got Sauce Gardner who can cancel out one receiver and then you can just double the other guy or roll covers to the other guy. It makes you wait. And then you don't worry about Jake Ferguson. I mean, you could, but why Why would you game plan to stop him when he's not He's not a till, true till threat proven. yet? Yes. So that makes you easier to defend the passing game. And now the running game, we know for the Cowboys, I mean, going up against the Jets, that's no easy task. Well, One of the better defenses in the league. So you, and by, by the way, now you know where to attack the O-line if Tyler Smith doesn't play. Yeah. 
and we saw their backups in, in training camp. Not great. So we'll keep an eye on that. Is Tyler Smith going to start that game? Cowboys, Jets, 325 Sunday afternoon. Vegas has as an over under 38 points. So Vegas is looking at this like a 17, you know, 20 to 10, 17, 13 kind of ball game. Uh, the line is nine, and the under over under is. Mm. 38, that would tell you they're not expecting the Jets to score many points. Zach if any, Wilson. Because the Giants scored zero. All right, we'll come <laughs> back. When we do, we go behind the burnt orange curtain. We're from Sark. Uh, Rod will take us uh, through that. Sark met with the media as weekly. Sark meets on Monday and then on Thursday does a Zoom after their morning practice. We'll hear Sark's thoughts headed into uh, the Wyoming game. How do you turn the page? Uh, who's stepping up to lead them through the Alabama rat poison and right into this game with the Wyoming Cowboys? Uh, Rod will feature that next here on Ian Rod V. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Good debate on the text line from my uh, mistake in my headlines earlier this hour. Somebody said, E, soccer puts the home team on top on the schedule listings because the home team is hosting the road team. Mm. And somebody said, why does soccer list the home team first? Freaking Euros. <laughs> it's actually us. We're the Americans are the weird ones in that sense. Yeah. That's true. Like, it's it, most, like, it, in most cases. Weird is judging. It's the most popular sport in the world. So Weird is subjective. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, what's weird to some it. is not weird to others. Measure, measuring methods. I think we would all agree what's going on on, the, uh, on 35 this morning is a mess. And I just got a note from a guy on the text line that the uh, – the situation in Buda that's been there all morning here in Don Miller is a, uh, a fatality collision, and oh, apparently was a one wrong way driver early this morning. Which oh. is, you know, when, when you and I come to work at those times, Rod, it's always something I'm terrified of. Is someone because there's nowhere to go, Riley. You know, you're both going 70 miles an hour, and uh, apparently I, somebody got got off the tollway or came from a 130 on to 35 on oh, the wrong no. side of the road. Oh man. And somehow it's right there in front of Cabela's. Essentially, is where the the collision is. Right that's there in front sad, of. That area of Buda, right, uh, and it's been there all morning long. So, and the guy who texted said, "I I just went past the guy. Like, I, fortunately, I'm not in that situation. Wow. So, somebody's life was ruined this morning um, by another's negligence. It appears sad, man. very sad. Yeah. So, not to bring everything down, but that no. is uh, what's causing the snarls. If you're coming out of Buda North and coming out of uh, Kyle and San Marcos, so obviously you're gonna have to find alternate routes, and because um, it's before the tollway, so you can't really jump on the tollway there. You're not gonna mm-hmm. get to it." So you're going to have to get on 1626 or whatever the alternate routes are. I hate to see those things for sure. Anytime. Uh, we're going to go behind the burn orange curtain with Rod here in a moment for the top of the hour. <laughs> Off the record. Right there. There's. I'm going to give you this, Rod. There are two. two uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hollywood types, movie makers, and, and actors celebrating the birthday were born on the same day. I want to get this? your. I'm going to tell you coming up and off the record. Okay. To right. get your thoughts, more impactful in, for you in Hollyweird. Uh, also, maybe your favorite uh, films that they've been a part of. I'll get you that coming up. Uh, also, the other off-the-record topics on this Friday into your weekend. But right now, let's go. Actually, by the way, before we go behind the burn orange curtain, I want to remind you, 
that uh, not only do we have Texas pregame coverage tomorrow, Rod, from the That's Mockingbird right. Saloon. Nice spot. With our friends at Bud Light and uh, all the, the, the partners at uh, 4.30 tomorrow between 26th and 27th on Mockingbird at the Mockingbird Saloon. We'll be there pregame. It's you and Patrick mm-hmm. uh, from 4.30 until the Texas Rangers game when the Rangers play the in, uh, the Guardians up in Cleveland. We'll carry it all the way to about 6.15 and get first pitch of the Rangers ball game. But uh, you today, Rod, are going to be down on the drag at the co-op. Oh, yeah. Me and my man Bobby Burton will be hanging out there with the uh, On Texas Football uh, Longhorn live stream. We'll be doing it at 3 o'clock uh, live from the co-op on the uh, second floor is where we were last time with the co-op. So come check them out. Come uh, look at some of that 40 Acres Apparel that you yeah. can get at the University of Texas co-op as well. Um, just come on out there and have a good time. Usually about an hour of a broadcast. We're just previewing the game and the matchup of the weekend. At Talking Texas football. Very cool. Yeah. And on Texas football, the Inside Texas uh, mm. YouTube channel. All right, Rod, let's go behind the BOC. Let's do it. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? Okay, well, Steve Sarkeesian uh, spoke with the media yesterday, um, and he answered a number of questions about a lot of different topics. Um, so we'll play a lot of different cuts of audio here. But the first one is probably the most important uh, question that was answered uh, by Steve Sarkeesian. He was asked about how the the team is handling this new level of success, beating Alabama, and you know the country's talking about how good Texas is, and they can be a college football playoff team, and you know are they going to go undefeated? There's a lot of positivity, a lot of optimism surrounding the program, and a lot of compliments being thrown these guys' way as well. It, that should be the case. Uh, they really accomplished something that was remarkable, beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa. But Sark was asked about now the challenge of handling success and how this team is going to do that. Here's what Sark had to say about that. Yeah, you know, what I thought was really cool this week, you know, we did our traditional uh, Monday morning meeting where we recap the game. And, uh, you know, I I show, you know, about 18 or so plays to the entire team, coachable moments, teachable moments, or things that we did well. Um, And then I turn the page in that meeting and I get into what I think it's going to take this week to play well. Uh, and interestingly enough, I got a text from Quinn later that day. Do you mind if we have a players only meeting Tuesday morning before we start? Um, and so, uh, of course, you know, so the fact that, you know, Quinn, that leadership committee wanted to have a players only meeting to make sure that they were reiterating the message about getting refocused on what we need to do this week, I thought was it was a great sign for us. That is a good sign. Um, when I was asked about, hey, man, what is what are you going to do if you're Sark about, you know, the all of the the positivity and all the celebrations going on about the Bama win. How do you get this team in the right mindset to handle success? Something that they haven't experienced. It's something really Sark hasn't experienced. This is Sark's biggest win too. Um, And I said, it's got to be about the leadership, the leadership, like Jalen Ford tweeting out, Hey, I'm done at this point. It's all rat poison. He understands that's just one goal accomplished on a long journey, all right, to achieve your long-term goal um, and your much broader goal, which is to win the Big 12 title and then possibly to win or compete for a national title. So I, I love that the players only meeting by Quinn Ewers was called. I'm sure Jalen Ford was a part of that, the leadership council uh, that Sark has there uh, on the team. And usually players-only meetings, I've said it before, are, are not a good thing. Usually you have players-only meetings kind of like marriage counseling or couples therapy. It's when things are going bad. You want to go to marriage counseling to get things back on track. But this players-only meeting is the exception to that rule. Uh, you are having this players-only meeting to really acknowledge that you, the process has worked. 
we saw the end result, the desired outcome, which was beating Bama. Now, guys, let's double down. Let's recommit. Let's reaffirm uh, all right, all the goals that we had because they are still intact. And now they are much more realistic than ever. Right. For us. Well, and that becomes the new challenge, right? I mean, um, the, the Alabama mm-hmm. game was was a was a bar, right? Can we we meet that challenge? And we had a lot of questions all through the summer uh, of what it's going to take for Texas, right? Think about, you know, who's going to be the edge rusher for Texas? Well, gosh, uh, Ethan Burke and Anthony Hill off the edge, they were yeah. pretty damn good uh, in that game. Who's going to play linebacker next to Jalen Ford? Well, Dave, David Benda has answered that question. You know, who's going to be the uh, the running back? And can you run the ball? Well, they were able to run out the game, so they did a lot of. You know, and, and do they have the mentality to win a fourth quarter on the road against a good team? Well, they showed all those things, so they checked yep. all those boxes. But the other big question lingering over this program is week-to-week consistency. It's being able to follow up wins and get into the – because as you said to me on Monday, Rod, they can't possibly be as prepared for the, the next ten games as they were for Alabama. They had all offseason to prepare for it. Exactly. So now it's about the routine of you know honoring and respecting the next opponent, uh, putting the work in – to handle your business and not be a team that beats Alabama but then loses a couple of games along the way and derails what could be a great season. Yeah, you don't want to peak too soon, and you don't want that to be the peak of the season for Texas football. Um, so getting back to week-to-week, uh, a week-to-week focus for this team, week-to-week uh, game planning preparation, the Wyoming Cowboys are the challenge this week. Here's Sark when he was asked about the uh, the Wyoming Cowboys and that team taking on the uh, really taking on the personality of its coach. Well, I think first of all, as you guys have heard me say before, I think teams ultimately take on the personality of their head coach and uh, coach bowl has been doing it a long time and he's been doing it at a high level at multiple places. He's always been really successful. His teams have always been gritty, hard nosed and tough. They play a physical brand of football uh, and this team is no different. You know, they, they love to run the football they love to do it a variety of ways with with the with the personnel groupings, the shifts, the motions uh, to come downhill at you, um, and then they they utilize the play action pass and they utilize the quarterback legs to uh, to take advantage of that. I think defensively, it's a really veteran group. This is a very smart defense. is as much as they are tough and hard nosed. They're very intelligent in the way they go about their business. Um, they've got a really good pressure package, uh, especially on third down and in the red area that that they that they execute really well. Um, they do a good job defending the run. I don't think that they have given up 100 yards yet in the season, uh, stopping the run. Um, and so, and then they they have confidence in their DBs to to cover people. So, ultimately, again, I think all those things are kind of a byproduct of who the head coach is. And if you can go back through Coach Bowles' career. All his teams historically have played that way, and, and this team's really no different than that. All right, so there you go, Coach, talking about this Wyoming squad. I, I think uh, Andrew Peasley, um, he's the, star, the straw that stirs the drink for that offense. He's the quarterback, and he's – He's a, he's a gritty he's a gritty performer, but he's not necessarily a consistently good quarterback. He's just more of a playmaker playing the quarterback position for them. But he will make plays, especially with his legs. He's dealing with right now a shoulder injury, which which makes him day to day. But the word on the street is he's definitely he's going to play. 
And if he plays, he adds a different second reaction element to that offense. When the play breaks down, he can make something out of nothing. He did that a lot against Tech, and he's a big part of their run game. So whether they're going to have quarterback design runs or him as a scramble, he's a big part of their run game. I don't know if they'll have as many design runs for him if he's dealing with an injury because they have really some bright prospects in the Mountain West Conference this season. Starting off 2-0, and um, you know, they're not going to beat Texas, but they got – arguably the best defense in the Mountain West Conference. Some people believe that could be the case. Um, and it starts with Easton Gibbs, who's a, a Mountain West Conference uh, preseason pick to be defensive player of the year. Uh, Devon Harris, who is also a preseason selection to be all-conference player. Uh, and defensive tackle Jordan Bertignall. Those guys are pretty much the centerpieces. But they have veterans and proven commodities on the defensive line and in the linebacking core. They believe their front seven is their strength, um, and we'll see if Texas will will try to attack their weakness, which seems to be their secondary so far. That's a work in progress for them. Well, uh, Craig Bowl, the coach for Wyoming, as you mentioned, I mean, this guy is a winner, right? He won eight national championships at North Dakota State when they're Division Two. then they transitioned to Division one up to FCS, and he won two national championships at that level before going to Wyoming. So this guy knows how to win. And with a guy like that who's in his 60s, Rod, who's been around a lot of winning football, to have a, a veteran team with 17 starters returning, 10 on defense, and a six-year quarterback, these are the kind of teams coaches like to have, right? Guys who mm-hmm. played a lot of football, they're tough. And again, they can't match up with Texas player for player, but they'll scheme it up. He'll have guys who understand their roles in the game. And um, this this will be a night, kind of like Rice, right? We, we now know Rice is better than we, we thought when they played them, right? But Rice also had a coach in his sixth year who had a veteran team who has built the program, and they gave Texas some trouble uh, for two quarters, and then the Longhorns blew them out in the third. This game could be like that, or, you know, we'll see if the Longhorns carry that Alabama, you know, game and just, just come out on fire here with, by the way, the new LED lights will be debuted. LED light systems will be oh, debuted yeah. when the dark when it gets dark in that game. Uh, looking mm-hmm. forward to this. But a good test. Obviously, Longhorns are, much like Rice, a four-touchdown favorite. And I think that'll be pretty clean. Be much like the Rice game. Are they going to cover it? We'll be coming down to the to the fourth quarter. Yeah, the truth is, if we, just like the Rice game, Sark planned on playing Arch, and we didn't get to see Arch because Rice went on a nine-minute drive, yeah. kept the football, scored a touchdown. That was not something Texas had planned on, and uh, Sark admitted he was a little disappointed in that. Same thing in this matchup versus Wyoming. The plan is to get Arch some quality snaps before he and ends Malik. up redshirting. Yeah, well, yeah, because Malik's going to get his, so Malik got his in Rice. He's yeah. the backup. The backup's going to get it. We're talking about the third-string guy. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? If, if, if Arch gets in the game, then everything went according to plan. That's that means right. you got a really comfortable lead, so you got Quinn out early. Then you got Malik enough reps where you thought, okay, Malik got some good work in, and then you know what? Let's give Arch some snaps. Let's give him some snaps. That means everything went according to plan. If Arch does not get in there, everything didn't go according to plan. You didn't get you didn't you didn't cover. That's right. Essentially, you go, you'll see if they cover, you'll see Arch. If they don't cover, you won't see Arch. That's, that's basically how the Rice right. game went. And if you are. You know, if you're Wyoming, you're watching that Rice game. I don't even watch the Bama game, really. Not to take concepts from them. You can steal concepts from Rice because you actually can execute that. That they, You have like athletes to Rice. You don't have like athletes to Bama. Yeah. So and you're watching I that think, Rice film going, man, we can do that. Well, in week Texas. three, I think I, Wyoming knows they're, they're a pretty good team for the Mountain West. So I think, as you said, if they've got some guys banged up and nicked up, they may be careful, too knowing that this is a huge challenge for them that they probably can't win. But at the same time, you don't want to get guys hurt that you're going to need come conference play time. Or guys who are already banged up a little bit, you may be careful with them. So it could you know, side with that as well. Hey, coming back, we'll go off the record. There's behind the BOC. Good stuff from Sark and Rod. Uh, we'll take your thoughts on the Longhorns in this matchup with a 28-and-a-half point line. Uh, but going off the record next here on Ian Rodby.
Again, those uh, backups on I-35 continue through Hayes County as they have all morning long. A serious crash under investigation and debris in the road. And so the backups south of Kyle. And so you need to take, uh, well, maybe even Highway 21 to Toll 130. That would be a little bit out of your way, but at least you might be moving. There are some delays, though, on Highway 21. Evan 1626, also an alternate route, but again, backups there, too. So, again, that's our uh, top story. The other crashes have cleared uh, southbound near uh, Grand Avenue Parkway and another one southbound south of Highway 29 in Georgetown. So those delays have eased up a lot in Williamson County. A one wreck uh, northbound frontage of the interstate near MLK. That's an injury crash. Not affecting the main lanes, though. I'm Don Miller. There's your traffic. Hey, what's up, folks? Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers here along with my man E. Hogan. I got to admit, guys, before I was a homeowner, <laughs> um, I really was ignorant. I had no idea uh, about how much uh, windows were really uh, could improve your, really, uh, your energy-efficient windows can really improve uh, the money you save on your bills and also can really improve your home value overall. I just didn't know it, all right? I was a little bit ignorant to that. Well, now I know that, hey, the windows in your home not only can improve your home value, but also they can save you a ton of money on those bills. And our friends at Window Nation, they're a group of third-generation window replacement experts who have been proudly, proudly providing homeowners with replacement windows, siding, and doors for more than 15 years, folks, and they can do the same for you. Let my friends at Window Nation help you save a lot of money on your home. Yeah, not only that, Rod, they're the star of the window replacement world. They're a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys as well. How about this? Win-win. Win, win, win. I mean, how often do you get five wins in one thing? You you said it. Uh, the Window Nation windows increase the value of your most valuable asset, decrease your energy bills up to 30%. And right now at Window Nation, how about getting 50% off any style window and make no payments for two years? Also, did I mention you're going to receive a customized, authentic Dallas Cowboys jersey while supplies last? Grab some tickets to a Cowboys game. Doesn't seem possible to get all those wins, but you can with our friends at Window Nation. Call uh, 866-90-NATION. That's 866-90-NATION. Or go to windownation.com slash cowboys. That's windownation.com slash cowboys for all the details. You get more windows. The more you save, 50% off if you go full house with pay nothing for two years. That's 866-90-NATION. Online at windownation.com. Window Nation, proud partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Off the record on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B is brought to you by Viking Fence. <laughs> D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get a break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. I'll tell you what, doesn't suck, Rod Babers. Mm, 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 Off mm. the record, also doesn't suck. Salma Hayek's body? No, it does not suck. You know, 57-year-old Salma Hayek? Still looking good. Says the key to her amazing body at her age is not exercise. It's meditation. Okay. Meditation, she mm. says. Yeah. Says you have to find your way. For me, exercising is hard. Really, really difficult to have the discipline to do it. But meditation is a walk in the park because it's my own form of it. Mm. So she takes a, it takes every day. She takes time to quote sit in a moment with herself. Okay, I'm sure there's some exercise involved or plastic surgery, Thank cosmetic you, surgery of some kind. Thank Either you, way, Salma. still looks good, girl. Don't worry, you do you. All timer, looking damn good. Fifty seven. Fifty seven ain't never looked. It ain't never looked better. <laughs> yes, but she said exercise not the key, Rod.
Not yeah. the key. Well, being happy is the key. Being happy is being the happy key. is the key, and meditation makes you happy. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. Having a good mental well-being, you know, being, yeah. being that that can make you more healthy than anything. There oh no, it definitely can. I totally agree with that. What about you, Rob? What do you have an off the record for us? Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, the Safety Lions, Lions yeah. DB. He is calling, and I hope it actually this works. He is calling for Lions fans to come to the uh, <laughs> the game, uh, the home game. Uh, dressed in ski masks. Oh, no. That game against the Seahawks for this week's home game. He, he wants them to wear blue ski masks. He actually has one that he wears, um, and he says, uh, you're going to see on Sunday blue ski masks everywhere, he told the Detroit News. That seems... That's going to be a, a, that's gonna be aggressive looking. Yeah, that seems Everybody dangerous. The... I don't want a bunch of dudes in ski masks and ladies. <laughs> They're going to be in the stadium. Scary. It does seem a little, yeah, but that's the whole point. But it wants, know, to be, you know it wants to be intimidating to the opposing team. I understand, team. but you know what people do when, like, when they're anonymous? Then they get a little more friendly. You know, how many, you know, stand, you know, crowd fights do we see these days? I don't need some knucklehead with 10 Bud Lights in him with a ski mask on. During COVID, people were wearing masks all the time. You I know. have a problem with that? I know. I don't know. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> you know a little was. concerning. You just don't like the ski mask. The ski mask like the ski is mask. scary to you. you I don't just, like the ski usually mask. Usually criminals and stuff. That's right. That, That's that right. element wear ski masks. Reapers. They're, they want to start a new tradition in Detroit wearing ski masks in the stands. Well, I just know like on Hollywood, on Halloween, Hollywood, Halloween, people get the, they, they take on new yeah, you're right. You have you have there's been studies done about this actually that like people you, act differently yes. when they're wearing masks when they they can they basically disguise their identity that's whatever right. it may be. Yes. That's right. That's that concerning to me. That is that's some of that. Yes. All right. Uh, which one of these Hollywood A-listers is bigger for you, Rob? They they were born on the same day. Today, this day, okay. September the fifteenth, payday. Payday. Uh, Seventy-seven years ago, this day, both. Oliver Stone mm, that's big. and Tommy Lee Jones were born. Tommy Lee was born in San Saba, Texas. Oh, he's a Texan. Texan yeah, he's, yeah, he still sounds like a Texan. Went actually. to St. Mark's in Dallas, off to Harvard University, where his uh, roommate was Al Gore. I did not know that. Yeah. Did you know? Wow. So who would I say bigger impact for you as far as a movie maker or movie or movie actor? Mm. Who's higher on your list? Oliver Stone. I'm probably, probably going to go Oliver Stone on that one. Okay, he's right? the director, right? He's the director. He's. he's I like, would say Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. Because like, I've seen a lot of Oliver Stone movies and, you know, uh, you know, the biggest being Born on the Fourth of July. You know, Platoon was a great one uh, by him. Wall Street. Yeah, Wall Street's pretty good. The Doors. Yeah. Natural Born Killers. I miss Nixon. Saying, you keep naming great movies. Is what well, you're but doing. Tommy Lee Jones is like a lonesome dove, like the all-timer. The all-timer. Bless, he's been mm. in like a million movies. I, I want to say no that Oliver, Stone, old men. Oliver Stone's made and either directed or wrote more iconic films than Tommy Lee has starred in. Okay, well, that's, that's, see, that's, that's the what debate. I say. We'll put it out there. Yeah. He's Woodrow F. Call. He's Captain Call. <laughs> uh, in Lonesome Dove. Oh, no, it's a debate. It is a debate. I'm not, I'm not just saying. I, I Fugitive. Think I'll side with Oliver Stone on this one. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men is a great movie. Yeah. Loved it. Plus, he played football. He played football. Did football. you know he was a guard at Harvard from 65 to 68? A guard? Yeah, how much little old guy? Oh, I say back then you write guards to weigh like 175 pounds. They were like tie size. Like Jerry Jones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you settled the debate. Tommy Lee Jones or Oliver Stone? Happy birthday to both.